Hello, Mighty Warriors. I'm super excited to welcome you to a new episode of the Mighty Warriors podcast, a podcast dedicated to inspire and encourage you to experience a deeper intimacy with God and to be transformed by His Word in your everyday life. This is episode 26, and today we will get a good glimpse of the life of Isaac, a man chosen by God. Hello, mighty warriors of the world. It's so good to have you join us. Are you happy to hear my voice? I hope you are. I know I sound a little vain right now, but anyways, I'm excited to be here and I hope you had an encouraging week. I did, and guess what? I get to be encouraged by my own podcast. It's very interesting to say, right? You know, when I record these episodes, it involves a lot of work. I mean, you get the finishing episode. It's all smooth and all you need to do is listen. And that's wonderful. And believe me, I love to do it. But on my end, before the finishing product, I have to prepare beforehand by listening to God to hear what he wants me to share. Then I got to set up my laptop, my, my mic, my external drive and and record. When it's all recorded, I have the long process of editing. It's all strenuous work, but again, it's a labor of love that I do just for you and for God. And so it pleases me to do it. But guess what? When I do all of that, I don't get encouraged right away. I get the message, I'm sharing it, but then I have to take time to listen. At the beginning, when I used to listen, you know, I used to uh, listen just to constructively criticize myself so I could say oh you know next time I should do this oh I should have done that why didn't I say this you know so you're there criticizing yourself and so you're not really encouraged but in the past few months I have been taking time to listen to myself after the recording and the editing etc I take a little bit of a rest and then I come back and listen to the podcast as if I'm listening to a podcaster out there I don't think about what I should have done, could have done, didn't do. I just listen and receive encouragement. So last week, I had to make an important decision. And as I was thinking about the situation, suddenly I told myself, Colette, wait a minute. Pray about this. Do what Abraham's trusted servant did. And there I was speaking to myself. I mean, literally, I was doing this. I was like, Colette, number one pray about it. So I paused and thought, yes, I need to pray about it. And the second point came to mind. Number two, pray specifically. So you know what I did? I paused and prayed. I prayed specifically. And then, of course, you remember point number three, do you? Well, use discernment. So I thought to myself, how can I use discernment in this particular situation? And so I pondered and God showed me how I could use discernment in that particular situation. 
And then the next point was to praise and worship and basically give thanks to God, even as you wait for the outcome. And so there I was giving praise to God and thanking Him for the outcome of the situation. And then finally, the last point was share what the Lord is doing or what the Lord has done. But in this case, the outcome had not been resolved. But here I am telling you about it. I just got very excited that I got to be encouraged by a message that I was so excited to share with others. And then I needed encouragement and it blessed my soul. So all of this to say, I hope that every episode brings some encouragement in your life and helps you um, that it's very applicable in your circumstances and that it's a blessing. Well, my friends, today our episode is an important one. This one pertains to Isaac, one of our patriarchs. Of course, we have Abraham as our original patriarch, and then we have Isaac. And then after Isaac, we will, of course, have one of his sons, through which the covenant of God promise will be passed on. If we are to follow the order in which the event are presented in the Bible, Abraham's journey ends in chapter 25 of the book of Genesis, at the age of 175 years old, when Isaac is 75. However, between the time Isaac married Rebekah to Abraham's death, there is 35 years that passes. And so these are the, the years that we're going to kind of focus on a little. Who is Isaac and what does the scripture reveal about him? We've followed Abraham's journey meticulously up to this point, but as the story continues, we will now turn our eyes on Isaac. Who is Isaac and what are the milestones of his life? Number one, Isaac is the miraculous child that was born for a specific purpose. God foretold that Abraham would have descendants as numerous as the stars in the skies and the sand on the seashore, a number that he challenged Abraham to count if he could. Abraham believed God, however, tried to bring about to pass that promise in his own timing by sleeping with Sarah's slave Hagar, which resulted in the birth of Ishmael. However, God mentioned that he would fulfill his promise in his timing. It might have taken 24 years from the time he initially spoke to him to the time that he fulfilled this promise, but their son Isaac was born to Abraham and Sarah when they were 190, the age of impossibility to bear children, so that it would be a miraculous child. Only the hand of God would have brought that to pass. Number two, Isaac is the favored child. It was not too long before it was clear that Isaac was favored. As soon as he was weaned, they held a big feast for him. On the same day, however, Sarah got offended when Ishmael mocked and insisted that Hagar and Ishmael be sent away. Here is what she says in Genesis chapter 21, verse 10. Get rid of that slave woman and her son, for that woman's son will never share in the inheritance with my son Isaac. She's furious, but she's making a distinction that her son is favored, 
And although Ishmael is oldest, it is her son who will receive the inheritance coming from his father. So later on, when Sarah passes away, we read in Genesis chapter 25, verses 1 and 2, that Abraham remarries and he gets remarried to Keturah and they have six sons. But in verse 5 and 6 of Genesis chapter 25, it says, While Abraham was still alive, he gave gifts to the sons of Hagar and Keturah. He also sent their sons to live in the east far from his son Isaac. And when Abraham died, he left everything to Isaac. Abraham here sets Isaac apart. He protects him by sending his siblings away. Why? Because God had already told him that Isaac was the one with whom the covenant would be established. So in Genesis chapter 17 verse 19 we read, Then God said, Yes, but your wife Sarah will bear you a son, and you will call him Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him as an everlasting covenant for his descendants after him. So Isaac is not only favored by his parents, but favored by God, not because of any work that he has done, but by God's divine grace and purpose. Number three, Isaac was the one who was laid down on the altar. One day, Isaac traveled with his father to a place that God indicated to Abraham. The place was called Mount Moriah, the place where God told him to sacrifice his son Isaac. How could this happen? Hadn't God made all these promises pertaining to descendants who would partake in the covenant that he had made with him? Nonetheless, Abraham went and on their way to the location, Isaac even asked his father in Genesis chapter 22, verse 7, Father, the fire and the wood are here, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Then his father responded, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. Yet when they arrived in the location, Abraham tied up Isaac. In the text, we have no indication that he resisted being bound. He obeyed, was laid on the altar, and just as Abraham reached his hand, taking the knife to slay him, the angel of the Lord called him out from heaven and provided a ram to be sacrificed instead of Isaac. This must have been a very trying experience for Abraham but most definitely it's for Isaac, who had to be laid down, who had to die to himself and obediently remain on that altar as he was being offered to God. Abraham laid everything that he loved the most and God preserved his life. God placed a ram in his stead to be offered as a sacrifice, as an offering. This trying experience was a testament of God's faithfulness that not only Abraham learned, but Isaac himself learned the importance of obedience and trusting God. Number four, Isaac is Rebekah's spouse. When Isaac was 37, his mother Sarah passed away. Sometime later, his father 
commissioned his trusted servant to find a bride in the land of Nahor. And as God would have it orchestrated, he led that servant on the journey to the house of his master's relatives. In Genesis chapter 25 verse 20, we learn that Isaac was 40 years old when he married Rebekah. He brought her into his mother's tent and loved her. It might be worth noting that even though in his time concubines were very common, Isaac never had concubines. He remained married only to Rebekah. Their marriage were not rosy. There were some obstacles that they faced, as we can read throughout the scriptures, but he remained true to his one and only Rebekah. Number five, Isaac obeyed God. In Genesis chapter 26, there was a famine in the land. And so here's what it says in Genesis chapter 26, verses 1 through 6. Now, there was a famine in the land besides the previous famine in Abraham's time. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines, in Gerar. The Lord appeared to Isaac and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land where I tell you to live. Stay in this land for a while, and I will be with you and bless you. For to you and your descendants I will give all these lands and will confirm the oath I swore to your father Abraham. I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and will give them all these lands. And through your offsprings all nations on earth will be blessed because Abraham obeyed me and did everything I required of him, keeping my commands, my decrees, and my instructions. So Isaac stayed in Gerar. So God reminded Isaac that he had made a promise to his father and he would keep it and that everything that surrounded him would belong to him and his descendants. But Isaac's obedience was crucial. And here we're told, Isaac did not budge. He remained in Gerar. Without a doubt, Isaac heard his father tell him countless of time of his encounter with God and the promises that he had made through a covenant. But here, Isaac experienced God personally and he obeyed. He remained exactly where God told him to remain. Number six, Isaac was a man of prayer. We get another glimpse of Isaac's faith, not only through obedience in doing exactly what God had told him, but also through prayer. In Genesis chapter 25, verse 21, we read that he prays for Rebekah because she is childless. And we are told that God answered his prayer and Rebekah became pregnant. She was childless for 20 years, nearly just as his mother, Sarah, who waited 24 years before she brought Isaac to light. And so the very same test that his father went through, he went through as well but saw God's faithful hand upon his wife, and she brought children to light. Number seven, Isaac was the father of two sons. When Isaac was 60 years old, 
he became the father of twins, Esau and Jacob. He married at 40, so he waited 20 years to see this come to pass. Obviously, we will be speaking about these sons in future episodes. But why is it important for us to mention that he had children? Because the ultimate promise, ultimate blessing would come through his lineage. God made a covenant through Abraham, which was passed down to Isaac. And now Isaac's lineage would be very important for the covenant to be fulfilled. Ultimately, through Abraham, Isaac, and his son's lineage, the Messiah would be born. And so it is very important here for us to mention that God kept his promise. Isaac also had a son to whom the covenant promise would be passed on. And when we summarize all that happened to Isaac's life, there is nothing to recount in scripture that highlights dramatic events. But from Isaac's journey, we note that he was a man of faith. I do not know if it would be proper to say that he lived under the shadow of his father for quite some time because Abraham was a great man of faith. But Isaac also shines as a man of faith who obeyed the Lord. There is nothing that Isaac did to deserve to be selected to be the one. This covenant that was established with Abraham and then passed on to his son, Isaac, was established in this way because God is faithful. He is true to his word and will keep his promises. The covenant promise that God made to Abraham, as you might recall, his promise was threefold, to give him land, descendants, and a blessing. And we live under that blessing. We are blessed because of Messiah Jesus. When we come to accept Messiah Jesus as Lord and Savior of our lives, we live under a special blessing because we are reconciled back to God into relationship with Him. We are blessed to know God on a personal level. Your life has great significance and purpose when you come under the blessing of Messiah Jesus. But the question is, are you open to surrender your life to God? Jesus says in John chapter 14, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. We've looked at Abraham's life. We're looking at Isaac's life. And we're going to see the life of his son and his descendants. But ultimately, it will be important for you to take a look at your own life. Where are you in your relationship with God? If your answer is, I feel distant from Him, it is normal and I will tell you why. Because sin is present in every single one of our lives and sin separates us from God. But God provides a way for us to be reconciled back to Him when we repent before Him of our sins and accept Messiah Jesus as Lord and Savior of our lives. He was crucified for our sins as He took the punishment of our sins upon Himself. 
was buried, but on the third day rose from the dead, overcoming death with the authority of giving us life, spiritual, eternal life. Will you accept it? Will you accept this gift of forgiveness so you can be reconciled back to God? If your answer is yes, I want to encourage you to pray before God, to pour your heart and ask Him to forgive you of your sins and to accept and receive the work that Jesus has done on the cross for you so you may be reconciled back to God. God is a personal God. He wants to have a relationship with you. God draw near to us. He then wants us to draw near to Him as well. He makes a step towards us, calls us, and wait for us to receive Him, accept Him. God was personal to Adam and Eve, to Noah, to Abraham, to Isaac, and you are no exception at all. God wants to have a relationship with you as well. Gracious Heavenly Father, from Isaac's life we learn that even before we are born, you have plans for our lives. You have set a plan and purpose for our lives, and Father, I am in awe of that. Isaac submitted to what you had for his life, and Father, this encourages me to completely surrender my life to you without any reservations. Thank you, Lord, that your plans for us are plans to prosper us, not to harm us, but to give us a hope and a future. It is my prayers that my listeners would realize this. I cannot make the decision for them to believe that this is the kind of God you are, a good God who has great plans for us. But I pray that their eyes would be open to who you are and that they would humble themselves and completely surrender their lives, their will to you. Again, your word tells us that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one comes to you, Father, but by Him. So I pray that every person listening to the sound of my voice would humble themselves to seek out for the truth and understand what Messiah declared and proclaimed this good news of how they can be in the relationship with He through Him. Heavenly Father, you guided Isaac in times of famine, answered his prayer when his wife was barren, but most of all, you fulfilled the very promise you had made to Abraham and later on did the same in Isaac's life. Father, here I am. Do in my life everything you have planned. I surrender myself to you. Do with my life everything 
that you have intended even before I was born. I pray this by faith, believing, trusting that you have the best in mind for my life. I pray that my listeners would have the same faith and maybe even a greater faith in surrendering their lives to you. I pray in the mighty and precious name of Jesus and by the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. Mighty warriors, we learn so much through the scriptures and I would like to encourage you to keep your Bible open. Go back to those passages I mentioned. Go back to the previous episodes and listen. Not only to these episodes, but to the voice of God. Pause and listen. Call on his name and ask him to open the eyes of your understanding that you may see him and understand him throughout the scriptures, through the scriptures. God reveals himself to those who are seeking him. And so, my friend, stay encouraged, stay in the Word, and remember, God loves you, wants to have a personal relationship with you. Simply open the door to Him. Dear friends, I will see you next week, and may God bless you. Goodbye now. 